Welcome to another episode of the For the Culture Podcast, soccer podcast for us by us. Got a special episode for you guys today. Got your boy Grego here. The crew is talking about. Uh, it's been a it's been a been a busy week for all of us, but I didn't want to leave you guys empty-handed. Um, uh, something we had mentioned uh, the past couple weeks. Uh, there's a new podcast uh, out in the streets. Uh, the Can I Kick It podcast, uh, basically talking about Black history in uh, soccer, and uh, we got one co-host uh, on the show with us. Of course, so you've actually might familiar might be familiar with him because he's been on the show. You've been on the show like what three, four times by now, man. Like you've been doing this for a minute. Let's see the Henny Derby. Like yeah, three or four. Yeah, yeah. You got your boy Yogi here. What's good with you, man? Not much, man. Just um, before you hit me up, I was playing 2K against my cousin. The <laughs> 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 network gave it gave it away for free, and I was like, you know, eh, let me go try it out. So I'm, I'm, I decided to beat my cousin ass by like twenty. Hey, sometimes that's what you got to do, man. But uh, but <laughs> yeah, man, we we uh. Did want to give a, a little bit of an update on with you guys. Uh, of course, the first week of the MLS is back tournament, kind of back, sort of back, you know, because DC had to like delay like their their game like two or three different times just to get one out because on the squad tested positive for, for Corona. Is like, like I said, I, I'm I'm really debating on if this will make it to to August. And what you think? I mean, honestly, from everything I've heard and what I've heard, <clears throat> I think it will. <clears throat> My bad. I think it will make it all the way through. Um, I don't see anything stopping it. I mean, like they said, um, unless there's like a huge, massive outbreak, which they don't predict inside the bubble, then they're not going to be stopping this tournament anytime soon. So, I mean, I know all the media folks, all of us were super concerned about it, um, but the powers that be, if they don't see anything wrong with it, then they're not stopping that show no time soon. I mean, shit, we got we got states that don't even want to act right, let alone league. So, you know, we know how that goes. But, um, but, but uh, of course, always the good shit happens like right after we record because <laughs> last week was when this tournament started. First thing that came out is you have basically your uh, Black Lives Matter moment for with MLS and. Uh, they 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 went hard. I, I ain't gonna lie to you, like you know, because I think a lot of us were really, uh, you know, heads as far as to see like what they were really gonna do. But they actually came through. What you had a basically all the black players uh, standing around the pitch um, and had an eight minute forty six second um, demonstration. Like it, it was it was really dope. To what what you think of it? Man, I, I loved it um, when I saw it. First, I was a little like confused about what was going on. I was like, "What was? Who is it? Like, who are all these other players standing around the side? Because you can't really tell who's who with the face mask on." Right, right, right. And then when I started realizing, I was like, "Hold on, that's Toronto. That's Philly. That's oh." I was like, "Okay, that's all the players." And then I, you know, realized these are the black players for change. Um, mm-hmm. it, it's it's great. I'm glad they said that for the whole eight minutes and forty six seconds because it really makes you understand you know how long of a time that is and i know that yeah. yeah. they are getting annoyed by how long it took but then i think it was just the whole thing you have to really understand the whole message you have to think bigger than yourself right. um, we've seen other demonstrations you know from 
couple of clubs down at USL. Um, I don't know if Nice has done anything. Um, but from what I've seen, mostly all the clubs have done something. You know, some clubs done more than other clubs have, and that's kind of expected. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, yeah, Philly, uh, yeah, like the, uh, for their first game, the the next on the, on the second day of the tournament, they uh, instead of having their uh, player names, what they did was basically use uh, the names of uh, – uh, African Americans who had all been victims of br- police brutality, and uh, yeah, so like they, they, they took the extra step. Of course, we've seen teams do like armbands, uh, shirts. Uh, Thierry Henry, uh, he basically he took the first eight minutes and forty six seconds of uh, of his game on the sideline kneeling. Like you know, everyone's trying to find find their find exactly their 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 niche and their how to yeah. make their particular mark. And everyone's doing it in their own unique way. You know, San Diego FC uh, Loyals, they had a black and teal jersey that they dropped for their opener against um, who they played against. We all Monarchs. But yeah. on the back of all the jersey says Black Lives Matter. Um, up at Indy 11, when they played against St. Louis, the game I watched, um, they had a big Black Lives Matter banner. So, you know, it's interesting. And the thing, like, I give Philly so much credit, really, because – they didn't even tell MLS offices they were doing it. They just went off and did it by themselves. It was like, yo, we're not getting approved. We're just going to go do it. Right. And, you know, that's when, when we say, and this is for people out there that are listening, when we say, like, actions speak louder than words, those are the kind of actions that we're talking about. Not the actions where you're looking to see if the sponsor will approve it. Not the actions you're seeing, well, how many of these can we sell and we're producing them. No, you're just doing it because you know it's the right thing to do, you know? I know it's, it's a whole thing getting caught up in, um, you know, which names you use and you don't want to admit people. And that's you're, you're never going to be on the right side of it because the sad thing is there's too many names to add. You know, there's exactly. Kind of exactly. in the world to put everyone's names on it. Yeah, so yeah. Because I've seen the NBA, like, they've been kind of getting mixed up and trying to figure out, like, because they, they – uh, chose to allow for players to have social media messages and they only let like a certain number of messages uh, get used and players and, like LeBron is saying, you know what, I'm just going to use, use my name and everything like that's the kind of stuff that like I said, you, sometimes you just got to just go ahead and say, you know what, whatever the consequences is, you ask for forgiveness, not permission. You just go ahead and do yeah. what you do. And, and I mean, the thing about the NBA, like, let's be real. Like we all understand it's a business. You don't want people mm-hmm. out there wearing messages that's not aligned with what you're trying to do. You know, you don't want right. people out there putting on messages like F12 or something anti-Semitic or something, you know, derogatory. Yeah, a lot, like yeah too many people getting caught up in the anti-Semitic lately. We, you know, we, we won't have yeah. enough time to get into that this week, but it, it, it's caused a whole lot of smoke. <laughs> it is, it is. But the thing is, man, it, I think the NBA, I think they will adjust it because I think they are a forward progressive thing in league. I think the way how you change it is, you tell players like pretty much, hey, look, you got this deadline. If you want to put something in the back of your jersey, regardless of what it is, then fine. If you do not, you know, if if your name, if, if your thing isn't chosen, then we'll, we'll give you a list of things that you can put in the back. If you mm-hmm. don't if you decide those names don't work for you, then you just go with the name of your back. Because I think like with yeah. LeBron, I think the reason why LeBron's not doing it is because, you know, LeBron's whole thing is more than an athlete. Right. I think he would want to put that on the back of his jersey, but if he can't do that, you know, because the NBA say, like, we got these eight kind of generic things, but they kind of cover. LeBron's like, mm, no. 
But then also, you know, I, I don't see any fault in LeBron not wearing it. I see more yeah, in Kyle. It's Cole. not like he hasn't said anything. So, right. It's not like he hasn't said anything and, you know, hasn't tried to make his mark in regards to these social justice issues. So, like, I'm, I'm not going to knock him if he has he has his own way of want, wanting to make his mark and everything. Um, but uh, before we uh, get up into your clickers, uh, we're going to give you guys a preview of of Yogi's show that he does with uh, Shamir, Shamir Duran, uh, his uh, co-host on River 293. Uh, like I said, tell us what, about what the show is. Uh, tell us about, you know, what what we can expect with this show. <laughs> um, so pretty much our show, like you said, alluded to, is called Can I Kick It? Um, in this episode... Yes, you can. <laughs> Yo, I ain't gonna lie. I had to do it. Like, I had to do it. <laughs> That it always be so much because he'll do it and like in the middle while I'm just introducing the show and I just want to laugh every time. So yeah, um, somebody has to do it, man. Like you know, it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it just it just it's the alley oop, man. It is, it is, man. I, I hope everyone's enjoying it, and loving it. Um, pretty much, can I kick it? Is a show based around the black history and the black culture of soccer, uh, whether that be in America, Europe, Asia, uh, Africa, South America, wherever the game is played. And there's black people playing it. We're looking to cover it. Um, we're not the kind of show that's going to be week in, week out, kind of updating you like that. We're not that kind of show. We're more of a history podcast, you want to say. So you can listen to these podcasts whenever, like a day from now, a week from now, a month from now, and you can enjoy them whenever. They're not the kind of show that's going to go out of date. Um, mm. So far, we've done episodes on Wendy Renard, Marcus Beasley, Lincoln Phillips, um, and... Ian Wright. We also done interviews with uh, Rod Underwood, who's a coach that coached at Portland Timbers in Sacramento Republic, and also Donald Wine of SB Nation, and also the VP of uh, America Outlaws. So, you know, we have a couple of more that are queued up that we're looking forward to doing. Um, I think the biggest thing for our podcast that we want to get across is these are stories of people that not only been influential to the game of soccer, but their stories haven't been covered properly. You know, um, it's a shame that a player such as Wendy Renard coming from Martinique, the only thing you really hear about her is from around the 2019 Women's World Cup. You don't right. really hear anything about her time in Leon and why did she lose the captaincy and how did she, um, how did PSG and, Bar- and not Barcelona, PSG and it was another club uh, overlook her. And she happened mm-hmm. just to go to Olympic Leon because he was like it's the last stop on the train you know but yeah man we're gonna uh, give you guys a, a snippet of his show again um, we'll give you guys information on where to catch on the flip side but yeah we'll be back check out this clip and Pretty much the way how he got scouted by Crystal Palace was he was playing in a game and pretty much I can't remember I think it was Dulich I can't remember the name of that club but pretty much the club was just like yo he's good yeah. <laughs> like, he's good <laughs> get him <laughs> like that's pretty much how it went for him yeah and and I think he turned them down three times and after after the whole Brighton Hove Albion situation he was done. He was done. 
And he turned, Crystal Palace came to him three times and asked him. And one of his co-workers was telling him, like, dude, don't, don't keep turning them down. Like, how many times have they come to you asking you, like, go for it. They came to you three times. So he ends up going to the trial. And funny enough, he ends up missing out on the finals of his non-league team. To go play, to go try out for Crystal Palace. I mean, yeah. exactly. <laughs> Crystal Palace, Dollar League final, earning thirty pounds a week, possibly tripling that. Like, I'm sorry, I'm. I love you guys, but <laughs> no, and 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 it's 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 really crazy how how many how many opportunities came his way how how much he tried how much he did not give up and in the end when it mattered he was there he was ready and when he got into crystal palace he blew up he yeah he did. hit the ground running but you know it's also crazy because just thinking about how that rivalry is between crystal palace and brian hove albion and how mm-hmm. it's one of the more unique rivalries you see in english soccer because normally when you think derbies and rivalries you're like 20 miles or 10 blocks away from the other club you're in rival with. Yeah. These clubs are nowhere near each other. Exactly. And they're rivals with each other. So, like, now that has me wondering, like... Does this have anything to do with that? <laughs> hey. 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 That, that what-if door is there. That what-if door, exactly. But also, like, the Crystal Palace fans throw this in Brian Hell Avenue fans? Like, it's like, we got the guy y'all refused to give money to to go back home. <laughs> You know, <laughs> just saying, <laughs> just going to toss that out there, um, you know, but also seeing how, how he was at Crystal Palace. I mean, he made the PFA team of the season at 89, mm-hmm. um, one of the three times that he made it in his career. But I mean, his first two years at Crystal Palace, he started off kind of like, I think he, his first year was really just getting adjusted to it. Mm-hmm. He only scored nine goals, but that, that second year, man, he formed a partnership with Mark Bright. Scored 24 goals that second year. Yes. 24 goals and took the club back up into the top flight. Yep. You know, um, <laughs> I don't know who who you can – I would almost like to say he's almost like Jamie Vardy-esque. I can com- – you can you can see us some similarities. Just, just in terms of, like, this guy that's non-league getting signed by – you know, Jamie Vardy's career is a little bit different, but they kind of – there's there's overlap there. Yeah, if there I can is, make it definitely, there's overlap, overlap there. Um, and then of course he gets the call up to England B. When at England B, I never knew what this was. Pretty much, it's like a U twenty one team. Yeah, basically for the for the U twenty one national team. I'm just like yeah. so you can't just put U twenty one. You got to put England B. You got to make it sound fancy. <laughs> you know that's a whole. Well, you know, <laughs> we just got the U twenty threes. Yeah, the, the the team we sent to the Olympics. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so he gets he, he gets called up to England B in '89, um, but he doesn't play a match in the first division due to. When I say this, I, I'm going to look at your face and I want to see how painful it sounds. A twice cracked shin bone. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. When I first read it, I was like, "Oh, my leg hurts." <laughs> yeah, like, I, I did the. Uh, the Peter Griffin thing. I'm <laughs> just holding your leg like this. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, ooh, that's... Yes. 
I mean, I've been kicked in the shins before. I've never had the bone crack, but when you get kicked in the shins, it feels like your bones crack. Nah, man. See, so I, actually I, having that, I, I know it's deal. probably ten times worse. See, getting kicked in the shins is like, the pain's there, but it goes away. Yeah. I equate that kind of pain to like moving your leg into like the bed rail in the middle of the night. Woo! Yeah, that's... <laughs> it's, that, it's that kind oh, of that, pain. That pain lasts. It just... <laughs> Or, or when you hit that, you know those U-Haul trucks, the metal, the the, the metal bumper yeah. when you're trying to climb down out the out the back of yeah. the truck. Ooh. You take a moment just to realize life. Like, I'm sorry, God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Please. Yeah. No. So uh, it's definitely that's definitely it. Whew. So uh, oh. <laughs> so pretty much at 89, he uh, he doesn't play a whole lot because of course he's injured, but he does become a super sub, mm-hmm. and this is where. I want to say, like, I don't want to say I remember Ian Wright as a super sub ever in his career, but, I mean, definitely his England national team career, it kind of seems to be that way. But yeah. in this very particular moment, he kind of becomes a super sub for this Crystal Palace team. When he gets to the 90 FA Cup final, gets Manchester United, and he scores twice. He scores once at the end of the game, pushing him into extra time. He scores again at extra time, and then, I mean, and, I mean, the game. Two, two great goals. Yeah. Magnificent goals. Oh, yeah. Don't get me wrong. Ian Wright, before I went to go look at his highlights of, like, how he scored his goals, mm-hmm. oh, he scores some bangers. Oh, he does. He scores some bangers. But pretty much that FA Cup final goes to a replay. They lose against United. But you can kind of see everyone's now starting to take interest in Ian Wright. They kind of realize, like, oh, he he's real. You know, because at at that moment you coming off of this serious injury to then become a super sub in the club's what biggest moment since they came up from Division Two, and you have a big impact on that. That's huge. And yeah. I mean, you in in your career as being the club third time all league goal scorer. I think he's the leading goal scorer post World War. Yeah. So, I mean, my hats off to him. Yeah. <laughs> Um, like I said earlier, he also got voted to Palace Century All Eleven Team. It was named the Player of the Century. So to get named Player of the Century, that means you're up there. You're definitely you are. You are. You're top notch. You're top notch. I mean, so, I don't know. Maybe. Okay, let me ask you this question. So why is it with Ian Wright that I mean, granted, he talks more about Arsenal, and I get yeah. it because Arsenal he won. The Premier League was, and they're more of the bigger club. Yeah. But why don't we hear more about Ian Wright, the Crystal Pot, Crystal Palace player? Well, you, you also have to take into consideration that apart from his first year at Arsenal, we're looking at the Premier League era. True. Crystal Palace is not the Premier League era. This is just the English first division. And I think there's that disconnect within society, within this are the current generation now of not really knowing much before the Premier League era. So, I mean, with the Premier League era, with this giant influx of money, TV deals, uh, all of this flash and boom, I mean, of course, the focus is going to be on Ian Wright going crazy at at Arsenal and and just completely, you know, taking the team to, to new heights at Arsenal. So you're not going to hear as much about the Crystal Palace years. 
But, I mean, the Crystal Palace years are just as impressive. They're just not as popular. They're not as put out there because of the fact that, hey, this is, yeah. this is the old league. This is the new league. So let's talk about the new league. <laughs> you also think it has something to do with the fact that Crystal Palace has been more up and down. I mean, now they're more stable. Yeah. But before, they were kind of bounce around. They were like Norwich. Like, they kind of bounce around a lot between first and second division. Yeah. But I'm just like, it, it just kind of got my mind thinking about why don't we hear Crystal Palace being brought up more? Because, I mean, if you're if you're known as the player of the century, I would think you would be flaunted, like, a French. Yeah, yeah I, true, but you you need to understand that. Imagine you're, you have a career at, I don't know, Brighton. Yeah. We'll just throw Brighton out there since we've mentioned them already. I <laughs> has screwed over so many times. <laughs> I mean, imagine you had you had a career at Brighton, but then second half of your career, you go to Manchester United. But at Brighton, you were probably far and away the best player at Brighton, but then you go to Manchester United and you're part of a stellar strike partnership, but you're not the best, 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 best player on the team. Yeah. Still, you're going to talk about those Manchester United years because it's it's Manchester United. It's it's the treble winning Manchester United, the 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 the, the, the Munich airstrike comeback Manchester United. So Arsenal has kind of a, a little bit of of the same history, the same clout, that same popularity, and of course, you know, Arsenal is one of the most popular clubs in the world up there with Manchester United and your Real Madrid's and your Bar- Bayern Munich's yeah. and Barcelona's. Uh, uh, so, that makes sense. That makes sense. That makes sense. All right. Yeah. So, Arsenal decides, you know what? We can go buy this guy. Ian Wright. Do you, <laughs> all right, let me ask you this. Do you know how much he was bought for? Uh, how mu- I, I can't remember. I, I <laughs> saw it. I remember seeing it. Oh, no, no, no. Take a guess. Take a guess. Come on. like two point something mil? Two point five million. Two point five million. And you know what the crazy thing is? That was a club record fee. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Imagine saying two point five million is a rope uh, is a cl- a club record fee in this era right now. Yeah. Well, see, at, at the you're looking at a League Two team. You're looking at an <laughs> EFL League Two team. Talking I, about some two point five million is a club. Maybe fee. maybe more because I don't think I don't think League Two. Maybe like Championship. Maybe Championship. Uh, no, we, because you got to look at who's in the championship. You got West Brom, you got Stoke City. They ain't spending money like that. They, but they're spending um, more than two point five million for a player. I mean, <laughs> a player like Ian Wright in today's world, you got to imagine will go for at least twenty thirty. A player like Ian Wright is Ian probably getting 20, paid as much Chelsea paid for Christian Pulisic, if not more. Maybe because I, I mean I don't know, man. But still, it's just crazy to think of. He only went for two point five million in ninety one. Um, oh, but I mean that two point five billion paid off really well. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, all right. So I'm gonna run you down how his first year at Arsenal went. It tell me it's not insane. His first year at Arsenal, he scored two hat tricks on his league and final game of the season. He scored his debut of the League Cup. <laughs> yeah, against Leicester. Yeah. I mean, and 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 this is this is the thing a lot of people need to realize. Yes, Leicester had that that terrible season right before they won the league where they almost got relegated and they're considered a small team. At this time, in the early 90s, Leicester was a mid-table to top-table Premier League team. They were, they, were a, they were what 
I would say Wolves are right now. Yeah. And what Everton has been for the past, like, five, ten years. And also, that first year, um, this is the first year, he he went to Crystal Palace right before, I mean, he went to Arsenal before it became the Premier League. So, he spent yes. one year with them while they were in the first division. He scores 26 goals. Yeah. That first year. Till this day, he scored 29 goals all together while at um, Arsenal. That first year? Yeah. yeah. And won the Golden Boot. And I'm going to ask you another question and see if you can get it. Can you name the other pl- the only other player in Premier League history that has won the Golden Boot while scoring for two teams in the Premier League? Or, I mean, in England. You got, you got anyone? Mm. I'll give you a hint. He played for Manchester United. Ooh. And he was on the trouble winning squad. Huh. Is it Cantona? Uh-uh. No, not Cantona. Terry Sheringham. Sheringham? Yeah. Sheringham wow. scored for two other teams and won the go to boot. I didn't look to see who the other team was. I'm imagining it got to be Spurs. And then he went to United and won the go to boot. That's my guess. I haven't really looked it up, but, yeah, it's, it's Terry Sheringham. But, I mean, <clears throat> up to this moment, you're talking right now at the end of 92. So, from 1985 to 1992, that's what, uh, seven years? He scored he scored twenty plus goals in three of those years. And he scored thirty plus in two of those years. Yeah. Like he he was already proven that he was. He, one of the he he's he's definitely in the question of one of the greatest in England. Yeah, like he he's up there. So that and now that makes me think more of like why didn't we see him more in the World Cup and European qualifiers, which we'll get to because yeah, that's we have. Well, I, have I have questions. <laughs> we, I have a lot. You of have questions. questions. I, we have questions. <laughs> um, I got a lot for England. Oh goodness. Um. So pretty much, like while he's there, he's the club's top goal scorer for six years in a row, and he starts to form this partnership with Dennis Bergkamp. But this is another thing, like I think about, and this is where it goes into like. Him finishes second a lot in his career, what it feels like. Because, yeah. I mean, granted, you- and we're back. Hope y'all like that clip from the Can I Kick It podcast. Um, I know, of course, you know, you you and me, like, we, we've been kicking it for, for a minute. Of course, we've got our... Twitter chats and Facebook chats and culture chats and everything, but I, I I need to I need to vent about something real quick. If you may indulge me for just a moment. <laughs> What's up, man? What in the entire fuck happened with Man City? Because <laughs> I I need to understand how do you go from having a two year ban hanging over your head, potential relegation hanging over your head, to basically Nah, be good. Go ahead and um, do what you do. So I'll, I'll explain it to you in a couple of ways if I'm seeing it. One, Man City was never going to get banned in the first place. That that, that was going to happen. Two, you can't Man- tell me that. Like, how do you just go from from two years to like not even just no, not, uh, like not even just saying okay, let's 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 bring it down to like one year. This is yeah. nah. We get we ain't give you shit. Well, because I think. I, I I think UEFA 
have their hands tied behind their backs, really. Do and their and, and their wallet and their and their pockets full of money. Yeah, one due to COVID, you know they couldn't. COVID is hard to navigate, man. I mean, it's unfortunate because you see teams like Wigan that's being used as a Ponzi scheme, mm-hmm. um, trying to you know or to try to get themselves relegated and things like that, and things that happen to Bury. And you know, also when um, who's the other club in Germany? Nuremberg. That's I think hit administration, mm-hmm. but. I think with Man City, it's honestly it just came down to the owner. Like, UEFA couldn't fight this case as long as they could, as Man City could. Man City could have devoted any and everything to this case and could have kept getting delayed and delayed and delayed and delayed. And UEFA know they couldn't fight that. You know, they know they couldn't put out that kind of money that Man City was just dumping out there. So it's kind of like the same thing that happened with PSG. If you remember, I think it was maybe like two years ago, PSG kind of yeah. got caught up or something. Yeah. PSG just had the money, you know. Chelsea. So in other words, the UEFA needs more hitters. Yeah. And, and I mean, I, honestly, I think the thing about financial fair play, it's smart. But what it is, it's a weak. What, for those who don't understand what financial fair play is, it's pretty much like the NBA's or the NFL salary cap rule. But the thing is, if UEFA really like put some force behind it, really put some real stipulations, you know, it, it will work. But the thing is, UEFA can't govern it because you have, what, 20, 30 different countries all on different rules, all on different books, you know. You can't judge Romania the same way you're going to judge England. You can't judge I Germany mean, the same way you're going to judge Lithuania. You can and you can't. You can and you can't because i mean granted everyone has like different resources but at the same time it's very simple you can't spend you can't report you can't lie in your books basically yeah you basically have to say like hey you got it we're making we're actually making this much money and and we have the we have the resources we have the money coming in to justify the money that's going out and and basically you had man say like hey we we straight up lied on our books and and there's no repercussion for that. Like you get like a fine. That's it. Like that's that's just wow. That's just absolutely wild to me. It, it is, man. But it's one of those things, yo, where <laughs> when you're dealing with a, a organization that's been known to take shady dealings or something, you know, we yeah, talking yeah. about the same owning group that more or less benefits from you know <laughs> putting a whole bunch of money into stuff and being like hey look look the other way you know yeah. it's, it's one of those things man it's unfortunate yeah. but it's I, when I saw yeah when I saw Man City was gonna get banned you know I was like it this ain't gonna happen I think the only one I, even with Chelsea I didn't think Chelsea was gonna get a transfer ban and that transfer ban was supposed to last the whole year. They got yeah. Money. At they least got they got money. something. At least they got something. It's like yo, like at least you know, get get a get a lesser penalty. Like don't just erase it just entirely. That's just that's what that's what blows me. But um, yeah, yeah. Maybe Man well, City uh, got, got some money on them or something. I got some dirty files on them and be like, look. We I mean, you 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 don't have that that kind of money without you know having some skeletons and knowing other people's skeletons too. So they, they probably had just much money, just <laughs> much to, to lose as they had to win here. So it is yeah. what it is. But uh, uh, of course, a quick a quick thing before we go into two up and two down. I should know special one up and one down. But um, 
course, uh, th- thank you guys for everyone that's been buying on the Black Lives Matter name sets at ftcutg.myshopify.com. Keep buying them. We're still we're still donating uh, to the Bill Project and to um, Camp Rise of Georgia. Uh, of course, still get your hats, shirts, name sets, all that all that jazz at ftcutg.myshopify.com. Uh, yeah. So, like I said, we got a, a quick episode today, but so we're gonna do one up and one down. What you what you got? Uh, actually, I got I got one for you because of What's course that? you you up there back home. Of course, we talked about it last week, and of course, it actually happened this week. The Redskins about to be done. Deadskins yeah. done. Dead they yeah. Deadskins. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that joke actually works now. Yeah. <laughs> that joke doesn't make me feel as bad. It's so. So what's uh what's been the sentiment up up up, up back home? Um, to be quite frankly, to be real with you, it's been a mixture of people really excited to see the name change and they see it as something progressive. And then you know, you got some people that are yeah, I'm gonna be real with you, some people that are truly ignorant. Um, even in the black race, that say, oh, it's just a name. You know, what's what's the problem with it? And then I have to sit down and explain to them like, all right, if there was a team called the Washington niggas, y'all be up here always ready to fight everybody. No, I, I got one for you. If it was the Washington raccoons and and they kept on being called coons, I guarantee yeah. you, it, it, it everybody will be looking at this so so differently. Yeah, you know, because and that's the one thing. Like, if it doesn't affect us, we don't really care about it. But you know, it affects if it affects that group of people. It, I, you know, I can't argue that. Uh, yeah, I'm absolutely. Not a fan at all, you know, if they find it derogatory, all right, change the name. It shouldn't be that hard. But I it don't give the Redskins no credit in this because this is something they should have done back in 2013 when the issue first nah, came should, out. I actually looked at uh, that. There's a Washington Post article that came out um, in the aftermath of all this, and oh, right. the first actual protest that came on the name was 40 years ago, 1972. Wow. And for them to take this long to finally do this is beyond overdue. And there has actually has been some residual effect actually but, um, in Richmond. Um, for those of you who don't, who are the most up-to-date uh, history buffs, Richmond is the capital of the Confederacy. And if you go there, of course, you've probably seen in the news, they, they have a lot of Confederate statues. Not only that, but they also have some high schools that are named after Confederate leaders. Uh, they have uh, Lee Davis High School, uh, Stonewall Jackson Middle School. They just announced this week they are changing their names. So, you know, like the residual effect from all this, at least it has something that, something at least for you and me directly that could we saw it firsthand. Like, I didn't think they'd ever change those names. I'm, I'm actually, that's actually what I'm actually really happy to see. Yeah, yeah, man. Even with um, Lee Davis High School name being changed, um, <clears throat> it was a four to three vote. Like it barely got passed. Oh, you know it was going to be tight. You know it was going to be tight, man. But I mean, it gives it gives hope for the future. You know, it it lets us know that there is there is change coming. This and I was explaining to people. You know, people were all upset. You know, at the beginning of the protest about oh, there's looting, there's riots, and things like that. And I told people, you know, we all know. Any smart, sane person knows that looting and rioting is wrong. We know that. But we also know that this this battle is going to have to be fought on multiple different fronts. You're going to have some people that fight that only good in political battles. You're going to have some people that are good at looting and rioting to get people to wake up. 
you know, things like that. And it, it caused change. This is the most change we have seen truly, I'd probably say since the 1960s. Like, if you really yeah. look at all the change that is really happening in this country that could potentially change, we ain't seen, we have never seen this kind of level since the 1960s. But yeah. it's the fact now that, and also, I wanted, it's probably one of the best things that's happened. If it weren't for COVID, probably none of this stuff never happens because everyone can push it up extent, the road no. and wait till uh-huh. another new cycle. Yeah, definitely not to this extent. Like, because everyone's been home, everyone's been, everyone's been home, frustrated, you know, wondering if they're gonna get back to work or or if they're just gonna get their unemployment. So, trust me, uh, the frustration came at the right time for this to kind of bubble over the way it had. Um, uh, what else you got? Um, shoot, I also want to say a shout out to all the you know MLS and USL squads that. I put appropriate action into, you know, Black Lives Matter, like South Georgia tournaments that that's partnered up with their local NAACP. Um, you know, who's I think it was San Diego, the Black Lives Matter jersey, they're donating funds. Uh Ford Madison, Richmond Kickers as well. Birmingham Legion um, has one. They just did yeah. one with the uh Birmingham Civil Rights uh, Museum on there. Like that one I want that one bad actually. Yeah, sorry. You know what? There were certain clubs I was waiting on to see if they was really gonna be about that accent. Is Birmingham was one of them because I was like, "Yo, y'all right in the heart of the civil civil rights movement." I want to yeah. see if y'all really gonna sweep this under the rug. You know, unlike some teams like Chattanooga, for instance, man. I, <laughs> Always Chattanooga. Always no, Chattanooga. Man. And this, this is my thing, and I'm probably gonna catch some heat from it, but you know what? Whatever. You can holler at me at Twitter, and I'll probably block you and ignore you. <laughs> this is for both Chattanooga clubs. For, first of all, Chattanooga Red Wolves. You have gotten so much bad press, even before you were a club, really for the last year and a half, from you know the podcasters saying that they'll hang a flamingo with a noose, to the club kind of mm-hmm. coming in there and imposing or not imposing, wherever you want to explain it, taking over for um, Chattanooga Football Club. You could have made so many, so much good press for yourself. You got a head coach that's a, that's a person of color. You know, you got multiple players on your team that are people of color, and yet you put out this flimsy statement that says nothing, and you pretty much act like nothing happens. And from what I understand, Chattanooga is not a town that is like really black. You know, he's comes majority white. So if you make we don't, a we don't do mountains like that, man. We don't do mountains, so that's you why know, I'm there. But still, like you could have made like a real strong stance and not just been like, "Oh, it's just this is just something." You could have been an ally. You could have been an ally. Say, "Hey, even though we don't really deal with that issue here per se, we 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 want to be an ally to to the cause." Right. And the thing is, but the thing is, like they have a guy. I can't remember his name. He's an older black man. And if you go look at um, Chattanooga FC um, league doc that USL one did, they kind of highlighted him with a field and said, "Oh, he's a big part of the community." But if you put a statement out like that, like, like what, what are you saying? You know, you're not really saying anything of substance. You just put out generic words and not put any action behind it. Right. You know, and I don't want this excuse because same thing with Richmond Kickers. You know, I had to tell them, like, don't give me that flimsy excuse of, well, we do this in the community and, you know, we, we just we just do it behind closed doors. But y'all go out they say, there. They say the time for closed doors. It's time to actually, yeah. you know, be counted. But no, this is my thing. Like, if you say you do this behind closed doors, 
that everything else y'all do from this point before, I don't want to see it promoted or nothing. Because since y'all do everything behind closed doors. It's not a yeah. political statement. It, it's it's come down to human basic rights. We're not saying F12. We're not saying that we don't matter. Like, we're not saying that we're more important than anyone. We just basically say we matter. Like, right. <laughs> exactly. And my, you know, and my other thing, too, with, like, channels and FC, I granted, they put out a statement. It was a little bit better, a little bit cleaner. But I haven't seen, from what I've seen, I haven't followed it closely in the past couple of days, but I haven't really seen anything past that, you know? Mm. I, and I get it. We all love these teams. We all care for them. We all want them to be part of our communities. You know, got like Gregor, you know me. Like, I'm probably one of the few. I saw a cow. <laughs> I'm probably <laughs> one of the few soccer fans that is USL first, MLS second. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, so it, you know, really for like USL fans, it's a lot different from us from like MLS fans. And I'll, I'm not trying to create a divide here, but it's like it's truth in the matter. It's just the fact of like our USL clubs are a lot smaller, so like the community routes are a lot more. So they need the community more than what an MLS team does. Perfect example, just look at how both teams are coming back. MLS is playing in a bubble. USL is playing in Georgia that has over 15 cases a day. Yeah. You know, that that's the difference in the two. That's the difference in the money support. MLS can care less whether or not you like them or not. USL, we, they need you to like them. <laughs> no, I, I I won't go that far because I think ideally, if they if they could have it their way, they would have fans. But I think that especially as the tight flight division of America and technically Canada, I guess, and um, they they know that they can't set that standard course. But like you said, USL is in a different spot. So I just I will say this in regards to that because uh, I was watching Louisville the other day. Uh, they opened up the new stadium. Man, that's too many it. people have been there. Too many that's people it. in there. I was like that. Like it was like everything in me. The anxiety was like, yo, like these people are way too close. Like it just messed me all up. But um, but see, but yeah. and that's but, the other thing that I've learned about this is, and this is something that is going to take a lot of people to get used to when he's seeing these live sports. Is you can't. I this is me personally. Like you can't judge it how it is in your state based on how it is in another state. Because, like, honestly, like, for Kentucky, when I first saw it, I was like, yo, why is that many people there? But mm-hmm. then when I asked, like, a couple of Louisville supporters, I was like, dog, like, everyone was really social distanced. It was like the drummers were a little bit close, but that's because of how the cameras were set up. But it was literally, like, every, I think, six to ten seats were roped off. And mm-hmm. you had to have the mask, you had to sit there. So it looked like everyone was close up, jumping together. But then when you really, like, ask and see, it's a lot different. And how the state has handled it, I was like, all right, cool. You know, I'm waiting to see how Richmond going to be doing it when uh, we have our first home game. Yeah, yeah, these one about to get started, man. Uh, y'all say you ready? Are y'all ready? Yeah, man, I'm excited for it, man. <laughs> I'm just ready to okay. see some live football. Okay, we'll we'll see what's up there. Let me uh, hop up in there with uh, with my one up and one down. Um, of course, uh, Juice World just came out with his uh, first, uh, well, posthumous uh, album uh, came out uh, last week. Whether it's whether it's gang violence or whether it's just police violence, we got to stop killing each other. Like we talked about it last week with with uh, with, with Sequoia Turner. It, I feel like no matter what the situation, what one is too many, and it's a shame that a town like him isn't here to, you know, to do his thing and and take care of his craft and his family and everything. Um, 
I, I, I would be remiss if we ain't talk about the entanglement. <laughs> I would be remiss if we didn't. And it's oh, funny man. because I feel like one, the fact that they had to go on their own show to talk about this, one of them had to force that. I just feel like I don't know, maybe it's just how they roll it uh, with it as far as their relationship. It's just the fact that they got that far that they had to make a public spectacle of that. That's just wild. And then and then last but not least, Jada is a stone cold. She is a stone cold player. Stone oh, yeah. cold. Jada, Jada don't care. <laughs> Jada don't care, man. Because first of all, she the fact the the word itself is now in the in the culture lexicon, like the word entanglement is is in there now. Like if anybody uses that word, they're gonna think of her. Yeah. And but no, I think that of course I, I I'm no one to judge, you know, one relationship to the next, but I just know that um it it, it probably wasn't no side piece. It's just hey, that's just what she had going on at that particular time. And, and you know, that worked for her. But <clears throat> that's just that, that was that was all too funny. If you've seen all the memes and videos from that from this past week, it's just absolute hysterical. Nah, the funniest one I seen was uh Will Smith looking at a VAR booth. He just sitting there like, man, come on. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, that's that's funny. That's funny. That's the one. But um. But yeah, I, I, I'm not going to uh, keep you all for too long, man. Like I said, we're going to at least wanted to give uh, Yogi and the fam a quick uh, plug for the show. Where can they, where can they find you guys? Yeah, man, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at River City ninety three. Uh, River City ninety three spell high sound. Um, the, a lot of people have been asking us, can I kick it? Does not have his own Twitter. It should. Another podcast called "Can I Kick It?" That's not ours at all. So don't go like their page. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I got to be real. Yeah, that's not us. Um, yeah, we'll figure, uh, we're, we're figuring something out for that for that handle, man. We'll, like we'll get it done. <laughs> if I can find another person to operate that Twitter page, and I'm all down for it, bro. Um, like I, I, I do, I, I do like all the social, man. Like, 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 it, it ain't hard. I promise you. I know. Um, yeah, so also we have one more episode coming up. Um, it will be our final episode for season one. Um, I'm going to drop it here. We're going to be doing an episode on Gil Heron. Um, yeah, yeah. So we'll be doing an episode on him. That should be dropping out on next Monday. Um, and pretty much we're just going to be taking a break. Uh, the Rich with the Rich with Kickers coming back. Um, you know, that's kind of like the day one podcast. So we're probably going to spend a lot of the time on that. So. Uh, we might drop an episode here or there. You know, you don't want to forget about anyone. But, you know, we, it might slow down. Uh, I think we'll be up to eight episodes. Um, so check it out. Um, leave us a like, five-star like, please. Uh, review um, and subscribe and share it with a friend, you know. Cool, cool, cool. But, yeah, that's that's really all we, all we got for this week. Like I so said, we're not going to keep you all up uh, for too long. Um, we'll be back next week with a full episode. Of course, in NWSL playoffs um, started this weekend. MLS is back. Um, it's still going. Of course, uh, EPL is, is is heating up. We're still not talking about Liverpool winning the championship. We just... <laughs> 
we both United fans, but we can't. <laughs> maybe one day. Maybe one day. Look, I, yeah. I, I, I don't, I don't have real hate in my heart for Liverpool. It's really Man City and Arsenal are the two I can't stand. Mm-hmm. So Liverpool winning the league for me don't do nothing. As long as Arsenal never wins the league, I'm fine. Maybe one day, but not not today. <laughs> not today. Well, they, they did have the, uh, they did beat up on Liverpool today, so you know I, I, I'll I'll get the temper to have for that. I but think yeah. that clock is right twice a day. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, we will catch y'all uh, next week. Uh, of course, you can always catch on the social FTC, UTD, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. We're still on TikTok, so I don't know. But, um, but yeah, <laughs> of course, make sure that you. Check out the name says at FTC, FTD.myshopify.com. And for, and also, last but not least, truly last but not least, arrest the cops that, that killed Breonna Taylor. Do that. Arrest all the yeah. motherfuckers. Do that. But yeah, for Grego, for Yogi, for Coach, for Mayor, for TK, for Baby E, the coach is real, the coach is everywhere. We will see y'all soon, and we out.